Welcome everyone, we are about to begin of Ezez Hashem, Feedback and Insights, share number 57, talking for several weeks in regards to healing yourself and healing your marriage. Um, these topics that we discussed, and we're going to continue to discuss, are topics that when couples work on it together, it could en- enhance the marriage in, in a very, very positive way transformative way and even if that's not the case and one party is interested and the other one is not when you work on it on yourself as well in the philosophy of what we said it takes one to tango sometimes that even one person shifting their consciousness their behavior the way they interact can over time truly enhance the dynamic of the marriage to the other party will respond in kind, and um, most of the time that takes place, and even when it does not, it makes you, transforms you into a rich, enriched individual. Um, we're going to talk now about the fact that true ahava, true love, is not jealous in the kinna of a negative sense. Kinna, jealousy, is something that is Moitziyasa Adam in the as the Chazal say, it takes away a person. Um, it's connected to the Chazal that says Ayn Hara is Moitziyasa Adam in the Oilam. Ayn Hara is very connected to Kena. And um, now there are two types of Kena, the two types of jealousy. There is one that is a legitimate, healthy one. Um, for example, in Kena Seifrim, we talked about. Also, in the Baisaita, there's two types of kinna. There's a kinna that comes from a Ruach Tahara. Um, when a husband um, comes upon him, a Ruach of kinna, and it's coming from Kedusha, and from the right place, um, because Ahava means that there's a certain faithfulness there, and when there's a lack of it, there's going to be a kinna. Or, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, when he takes revenge upon the enemies of his people, things like that. Or, um, and so on. So these types of kina are positive kinas, and we discussed that, and we'll continue to discuss that. But here we're discussing something else. We're discussing a unhealthy kina um, when you um, are jealous for the wrong reasons. And um, it's rooted in selfishness more. And when you're jealous of someone in that way, you're moved to become envious of them. Very much so. And we all struggle sometimes that we're jealous of other people. Sometimes it's that your friend is more popular than you. So you may feel a certain hatred towards them or resentments towards them. A co-worker gets a promotion, you don't get the promotion, you have trouble sleeping at night because of that, it really bothers you. He got the aliyah, the Gabi neglected you for that aliyah for a long time now, and you uh, seethe in, in the resentment, and so on and so forth. Sometimes it's because the person that you're jealous of did absolutely nothing wrong, and you become bitter because of the other person's success. And, um, you know, there's a 
famous saying that says that people will celebrate um, your level of success as long as it doesn't exceed their level of success. So as long as they're still beneath you, so to speak, you're be, you, you don't mind being happy for them. But once they surpass you in whatever type of status it is, then the jealousy starts kicking in. It's a very common struggle. Uh, it sparked when someone else upstages you or gets something that you really wanted. That could be painful, depending on how selfish you are. The more pain or self-absorbed you are, the more painful it will be. So instead of congratulating them, you fume in anger, you think bad of them. And if you're not careful, it mamish could poison your heart and it could really um, cloud all your relationships and all your motivations in a very unhealthy way. And it leads to machlekes, as we know, and so on. You see the kinna, it goes all the way back from the time that the Lavana, Kitrik Halavana, again, they, it's, we, it's, we can't really comprehend exactly what that means, the Malachim of the sun and the moon, or whatever that may be, but that was the first time it was experienced. It's not fear. And um, there was a Miet Levana as a result. Kayan hating Hevel because Hashem accepted his carbon instead of thinking of what he just simply needed to correct uh, in a certain level. Yosef with his brothers, Ksaynis Pasim, the Chazal about that. Um, and then us, us regular people, we really need to really, really work on this. Now, we usually don't get jealous of strangers that are disconnected from us. We usually get jealous of people that are in our circle, in our inner circle, outer circle, sometimes in your office, sometimes Lahavdal, you're playing baseball in a baseball league, you'll be jealous of other players, people who live in your house, siblings, so on. And jealousy can also very much affect your marriage, and that's what we're talking about here. And it's very important that when you become married, and you are married, you need to be your biggest, the biggest fan, the biggest cheerleader, the biggest supporter of your husband or wife, even if they have certain skills that surpass yours by a very large degree, you're still happy for them. And both of you, you look at it in that sense that you're really one in life and you want to share the enjoyment of the other. And if you let selfishness take, take over, then any good thing that's happening to only one of you can be a catalyst of kinna rather than congratulations. We talked about it a little bit before also, about how sometimes even you could be jealous of your spouse, even to the sense that you sense that one of or many of your children are closer to them than they are to you, that they click better with your wife than they do with you, or they click better with your husband than they do with you. And that could sometimes create a resentment between a husband and a wife, which really shouldn't be there. 
We discussed before and will continue to discuss how to cope with this, what the right attitude should be. But certainly it is the idea, and, and, and why this happens, by the way, which sometimes it is not anything negative, it's just simply the connection of neshamas or personalities where they're more comfortable with one over the other, but that doesn't, doesn't make you less of a parent, Khalila. And when that happens, and I know it's sort of, for many people, counterintuitive, when you see that there's a healthy, close relationship that a son of yours or your daughter of yours is having with your wife or with your husband, to be happy about that. Even if you sometimes clash with this particular child or at the very least aren't as close, you feel, as they are to you than they are to them. And it implies with many things. For example, if let's say there's an understanding where the husband, let's say, bungo colony time and he wants to play a baseball game and, to, and his wife says, sure, no problem, and she's cleaning the bungalow. And he comes home and he's happy about, you know, he hit a home run or whatever it is. And she wants to just th- strangle him, you know. I'm, I'm cleaning, I'm working hard, and you're enjoying yourself. And some of it is a, is a matter of just letting go and really let them enjoy themselves. It goes both ways. The wife also, she wants to go out with her friends and enjoy, do something special with her friends. And he's busy working in the office or, or learning, har- learning or, or doing something that he has to do. And she had a great time. And you happen not to have a great time that day. You nevertheless show that appreciation. I'm glad that you had a good day and not be jealous of it. Or sometimes, you know, there's so many, so many situations like that where there is a mukaim, a place to cause a certain jealousy or ill will, and we need to learn how to fight that. And a real ahava is not selfish. It puts others first. It doesn't allow kinna to come in. And we have to really work very hard to make sure that kinna, jealousy, does not come into our relationship. And we need to learn to celebrate the hatzlacha, the success that our spouse has, rather than resenting the success that your spouse has, even though you may feel a little neglected sometimes. You know, sometimes when you see your wife is thrilled about something, whether it's a career, whether it's a friendship, whether it's whatever it is that she's thrilled about that wasn't directly related to the husband, it's understandable he may feel a little left out, but what he needs to do is understand, no, I'm going to share in that joy and the other way around too. And again, like I said before, a loving husband doesn't mind if his wife is better than him at something or is right now having more fun than he is or getting more applause or appreciation than he is. He sees her as completing him, not competing with him. And the other way around too. A loving wife doesn't mind that her husband is better at something or is having more fun on a particular day or is having more applause at a particular day or this particular day one of the children, one of your children is connecting with him on a deeper level than they are connecting with you. She sees him as completing her, not competing with her. And when he receives praise, he publicly thanks her for her support to aid him in the success. You find this with true, healthy people. 
that the, whenever they are, let's even when they were zeichet, they finished shas, let's say, or did other wonderful accomplishments in life, and they made a suda about it, or they talked to people about it, they basically thanked their wife, realized telling them and telling the oilam, I could not do it without her. He doesn't brag. And a loving wife also will cheer her husband for the same thing when he wins, when he accomplishes. She doesn't compare her weaknesses to his strengths and feel bad about it. Basically, she celebrates. She doesn't create a pity party for herself. And for the husband, the same, the same thing. And it's very important. This is a shift in consciousness in many marriages with many people. If it doesn't come naturally to you, you have to work on it until it becomes natural to you. To allow love, to allow humility, to allow grateful, gratefulness, all these wonderful midas to destroy any type of kinah that comes into your heart, any type of jealousy that comes into your heart, to uproot it with a hava, with a karsatayv, with anava. And it's time to let your spouse's success cause you to become closer together and give you greater opportunities to celebrate together. And that's very important. So one of the Yisaitis we're talking here is a very important one here. To become your spouse's biggest fan, reject any thoughts of unhealthy jealousy, focus on their achievements and their good points, and share with your spouse how glad you are about that success that they're enjoying, or the good thing that they accomplished. So that's one concept. We're going to talk, start to talk about another concept. Um, besides the opposite of jealousy, it's important to make a good pr- impression with one another. Now, people think and say that, for example, you know, we say that a chasan is like a melech and a kala is like a Malka, Hassan Kala is like a king and a queen, and we know that, at least in public, they give each other a great degree of external respect. One gets up for the others. Uh, they, they, they greet in a certain way, in a formal way, and so on. And, um, and it seems cold, but really, the respect needs to be there. And it could be done in a warm way, in a caring way. And it's very important to greet your husband or wife warmly. And this is something very much neglected out of habit. We see them all the time. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, you're both in the house doing your own things and out of the blue you all of a sudden greet, oh, hello, how are you doing? But certainly when one of them comes home from a couple of hours of being out, whether work or other things, and you didn't see the, uh, your spouse for a couple of hours. Hello, how are you? How's everything? And don't say that it's insincere. Or, you know, I'm just being true to how I feel inside, and in, inside I don't feel like saying hello or greeting. No. You, there's many reasons to show that kindness and those greetings, even if the feelings are even opposite of it. Like we said very often, that I have a love, true love, is the real nakuda of it, is not the hergish, is not the feeling. 
Counterintuitive to say that, isn't it? You should love God with a fierce love. And the Magid from Rish asks, how could you have a mitzvah on an emotion that you can't control, whether you love or don't love, or feel or don't feel? And the Magid from Rish answers that the etzem mitzvah of it is something that is in your hand, and that's the hisbainanis. To think about the chesed of Hashem, to think about how He created the world, and all these machshavais about the greatness of Hashem, things that, sim- that the Rambam writes in Hilchas Yisai a little bit in Hilchas Deis, on how to connect to Hashem in that way, that creates that Ahava, that generates that Ahava. And the same over here, in a certain sense. It doesn't make a difference right now whether you're in the mood or not. You smile and you greet your wife, that's a sign of love. You take out the garbage, that's also a sign of love. That's real love. And part of it is shalom, of course. You bench each other with shalom. Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Now, you don't have to say shalom Aleichem every time you say see your spouse. But you need to have a strong greeting between the two of them. Two of you. How are you? You should be benched. It should become natural to you to say it and mean it. And um, so that they sense that your greeting is really saying you're special to me, you're priceless to me, rather than I'm um, just tolerating you. And that's really a key. Sometimes people tend to greet their friends, their coworkers, their neighbors much warmer than they do their own husband and wife. Sometimes people are more polite to others. But doesn't your spouse deserve the same? Ten times over? A thousand times over? We know that's true. But of course, we're used to our old habits that pull us to not do that. And it's similar to um, the idea that you have to look at it that it's a matana that you're giving your husband or your wife. It's a precious matana. It doesn't cost money. A loving greeting is a gift you give to your spouse every day. And every day and sometimes multiple times a day. And think of opportunities and ways you can greet each other on a regular basis when coming through the door, when meeting from lunch, even Shabbos, coming home from shul coming home from Shachris, coming home from Mincha, and so on. Good night to each other also. And things like that. And it doesn't have to be a major thing, it doesn't have to be dramatic, it doesn't have to be, uh, uh, you know, extremely intense, but you add a certain warmth and enthusiasm that touches your spouse's heart in unexpected ways when you do that. You know, don't want to get anyone depressed, but Rav Igdamil used to stress this. How many widows and widowers would tell people with tears in their eyes what it meant for them or what it would mean for them to have just one more time to greet their spouse again, to hold their spouse again, to embrace their spouse again. And Rav Igdamil, he used to say this sometimes, you know, you're both 119 years old, 
one of you got to go first, and one of you went first, and let's say it was the wife, she's not alive anymore. He wakes up, Maidani, turns around, she's left. And then he thinks, Oi, what then he thinks, Oi, what did I have? But why wait till then? You could appreciate it now. You could appreciate it now. And think about those greetings, how you use it. Does your fat, fat spouse feel appreciated? Do they feel loved? And even when you're not getting along so well, you know, when things are bumpy, you can lessen the tension and help things turn around by the way you give brachas when you greet them. Remember, we always said this, Ahava, like the Magid's Torah on Vahafta Es Hashem, Ahava is a choice, is a conscious choice. Don't say, oh, I don't feel the hergish, so I don't love. No, it's a choice to love. You say hello with a smile. You're choosing to love. You say a wonderful greeting with a bracha that you're choosing to love. You decide to smile and say it with enthusiasm. How are you? How are you doing? No matter what you feel inside or don't feel inside, that's, that's, that's love. And if you do this as a daily practice and you keep up at it, you'll see over time your marriage can be tremendously transformed in an extremely positive way. So to sum up the two Yesaidas we discussed today, number one is not to be jealous of your spouse, but Adaraba to be happy with the successes of your spouse. We talked a little bit and we will talk more about how to cope if you have a certain Chalisha Sadas of the fact that some of your children may connect clo- more with your spouse than with you, but that's not a reason to be jealous of your spouse. If you really, really love your child, you say that's what my child needs and you're happy for the both of them. And you just do your best with your own relationship with your child. And another thing is to greet and to talk like a mensch and to greet your spouse many times a day with warm greetings, warm brachas. It's a great gift. And that too can transform a marriage over time into a wonderful one. Have a wonderful day.